Spoiler alert! The Silver Screen Redemption includes few to no spoilers. Due to Houston and Brian's lack of cinematic knowledge, most of their movie information is either false or imagined. However, if they still leave you feeling paranoid about potential spoilers, please check the episode description for details. How does it feel to be one of the Central Provo 2018 Codenames champions? Uh, it feels really good. Um, that silver medal still just, you know, could have been gold, but... Uh, I don't know why you're talking about silver. We got the gold. You heard it here first, folks. Brian and I, as of last night, at approximately 7.38 p.m., are the Central Provo 2018 codename champions. That's right. That's right. Brian. I was thinking of the 7.38 a.m. championship, which was really weird. I I just, I want to play this game with you, Brian. Okay. Movies for two. Movies for two. All right, I'm looking at at the the board that you've spread out here, the little cards. Um, I'm going to say. There's only two options, so you better get this. um, uh, Silver screen. Is that, oh, you got it. You got to touch it first. Oh, I, sorry. Uh, touched it. Okay, good. Yes, that was uh, that was. There's ours. a silver card there. Okay. for our team. Okay, and uh, redemption. Click it. Touch oh, yeah. it. Sorry. Good. We won, Brian. Woo! That's like, right. Just like last night when we won. Just like last night when we won the 2018 Central Provo Codenames Championship. That's right. This is the silver screen redemption. Everybody, I'm one of your hosts. Houston Bodley. I'm another of your hosts, Brian Perry. And we have a guest today who (laughs) humored us through that little introduction. Let us have fun. I just like didn't know what to say the entire time. (laughs) Well, it's because you weren't on the team. That's right. (laughs) But you're on the team today. You're on the team today. Oh, yeah. We have one of our studio executives, Travis Kingry, here to entertain us with some of his thoughts on movies. Absolutely. Which I I guess I should say first. Um, well, first, thanks for let, letting me come on, but I, I feel a little out of place because I actually don't know that much about movies. That's so okay, I don't either. I, I was thinking about the scene, actually, where Willy Wonka turns to Charlie and goes, and you're just happy to be here, aren't you? And that's kind of how I feel right now. Like, I should not be here, but I am, and so I'm just happy to be here. The fact that you reference that quote shows that you know more than any of our other guests and frankly, more than us about movies. So I think we're going to be okay. that, I can't even like imagine that line. It sounds so mean. It's the Well, I don't know if it's in the original, but that's Johnny Depp. Oh, okay. The I don't know that one Charlie. Well. Yeah. The actual Charlie. I mean, the other one's called Willy Wonka. Well, we're glad to have Travis here with us today. Why, oh, thank Ooh. you. Um, we want to interrogate you a little bit. Last time, oh, last time I was here with a studio executive, they fired me, I think, three or four times. So we want to make sure. Was that, was that Jake? That was Joseph. Oh, okay. <laughs> and that was the last guest that I was here for. Jake and Crystal seemed a little more reasonable. When well, it's because you weren't here. Yeah, that's true. So we just want to make sure that you have a good head on your shoulders. You're not going to be doing anything rash. So we want to get some interrogation questions to see where we might be going with the movie we make today. And so share with us one of your favorite movies as a kid. Maybe the first one you remember seeing as a child the number the number one movie and you know when you're a kid you just watch the same movie 
over and over and over. I'm so, still doing it. <laughs> so that one for me was actually Mighty Ducks number two. All right. <laughs> not, <laughs> not the first one. Yeah, D2. MDT. Yeah. And I, if I remember correctly, that's the one where they, they're playing as the America or the Team America or whatever, Team USA. Probably. I think. Right? It's been a while. I don't think but... I've ever watched an entire Mighty Ducks. Oh, come on. I don't think I've seen a, a single Mighty Duck. Not even like a single player you know, playing. The funny thing with that, too, is I know nothing about hockey. I don't watch it to this day, but for some reason that movie hmm. was just what I wanted as a kid, and I watched it. You just it. really like ducks. I guess so, yeah. I know this is probably the most famous question that goes with this movie, but were they established before the Anaheim Ducks, or were they like a little league team that got their name based off the Anaheim Ducks? I, I don't know the situation there. I don't know in, if it's in the such movie? a magical movie. Yeah. Um, I actually don't know because that would be in the first movie, and I did not watch that one as much. <laughs> Who needs the first movie? Um, actually, as a kid, I saw Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles two: The Secret of the Ooze probably thirty or forty times before I actually ever saw the first Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. No secrets, no ooze. Isn't there a Power Rangers that's also about ooze? Yes, it's like purple. Yeah, that gave me nightmares. Um, it gives me nightmares watch it with a 25-year-old's eyes and see that I actually liked it as a kid. Yeah, really. Um, okay, so we'll let you pass. Mighty Duck seems like I had a... no idea what the plot of this movie was. I thought it was just a hockey. <laughs> it's about it's about a lawyer who's sentenced to community service coaching a hockey team. The heck? <laughs> yeah, I think that's the first one, though, isn't it? That is the first okay. one. Well, now that we've got that established, the second question I want to ask for you, to you, Travis, I should say, off the top of your head, if there is one actor who you could switch places with them, or in other words, just you could be cast in all of the works that they do, who would that be? George Clooney. George Clooney. All right. <laughs> right off the bat. Hands down. Are you an actor? I don't know this. Me? Yeah. No. I mean, I like in junior high type nice. of stuff, but no. Do you want to star in our movie? Yes, I actually was listening to the, a podcast on the way here talking about how you guys were joking about making little movies and Houston was going to send out a casting role and I was offended I didn't get a text yet. Uh, do you want to play Kylo Ren? Yes. I, I don't know if Kylo Ren Kylo Ren is a very minor part in Codebreaker, but we'll, we'll write him in for you. <laughs> you, can be, <laughs> you can be Chewbacca. How about that? Yeah, my, my wife's family actually for Halloween were all Chewbacca. They had Chewbacca <laughs> onesies, so maybe I could call in a favor and pick okay. up one we're of those. We're doing an audition right now. Tell us what. Tell us you want to be George Clooney in Chewbacca. Oh, that was terrible. Hold on. <laughs> that was a gentle, sort of a gentle Chewbacca. Yeah. You Very, sound like a sort of suave. Does it, need to be like, does it need to be like a scary one? No, I mean it is sort of a romantic movie, so I think that's good. We haven't sort of seen the romantic side of Chewbacca, so I guess that means I get the part. I well, think there we so. go. You broke our hearts, so. That, that actually is the one I don't think we discussed in the episode, um, who was going to play Chewbacca. So that's perfect. Well, it is Travis Kingry now. We'll yes. re-edit that old episode. <laughs> we'll be like, hey, what about Travis Kingry? That's perfect. <laughs> so my question then, if you wanted to substitute with all of George Clooney's rules, would you, and this is very important because I want this to go down in legal documentation, Travis Kingry agreed to this. Would you, in fact, play Bat Nipple Batman <laughs> in the hit movie of 1998, Batman and Robin? You know what? I think I would because everyone knows that movie, so that means everyone would know me. I mean, as, 
it'd be a little weird, but I think I would. I think I'm up for the task. I think I would do it. That's There's enough true. other stuff. There's enough other good stuff, you know. Right. And he did come out relatively unscathed. The rest of his co-actors, besides Arnold Schwarzenegger and Uma Thurman, maybe got a little tarnished. But he, George was okay. We still see George today. Oh yeah, definitely. I, I mean, the one that I'd be excited to play the most would probably be from Ocean's Eleven. Well, yeah. Okay. That's the dream. That is the dream. So I'm making a a criminal's row of movies here to see kind of the direction we want to go. And the first one we've got is Mighty Ducks. Next one is Ocean's Eleven. Uh, Have we done Ocean's Eleven? I don't no, think so. we haven't. We discussed it one time, yeah, yeah. I believe. Well, we and Ocean's Eight done. is coming up, so maybe maybe we'll wait for that. Or maybe we'll just get ahead of the curve, and then mm, we'll make a okay. sequel to our own Travis's Eleven. There's a great line. Have you guys seen, actually, Logan Lucky? No, but we've made a sequel to it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, I mean, hopefully not to spoil anything here. They, it's obviously obviously a heist movie, right? And mm-hmm. so they same director the, as Ocean's Eleven. Actually, oh, is it? Yeah. Oh, okay. Maybe that's where this came from then, because uh, one of the news anchors in that was you know, just on the TV or whatever inside the movie was like calling it Ocean's Eleven, uh, Ocean's Seven Eleven, because it's supposed to be kind of <laughs> that's clever. Kind of yeah, yeah. But. Okay, I like that. Um, the third question I want to ask you then: What is one movie you always wanted to see a sequel to? Or a movie that you thought had a lot of potential that could have been remade better? I was actually thinking a couple of years ago. I actually don't know when the movie came out, but I saw this movie about two years ago. It was Ex Machina. Have you guys seen that one? Yes. I haven't. I actually really liked that one. And I thought it'd be very interesting to see what happened to the girl when she she leaves in the end. Hopefully I'm not ruining anything for you, Brian. But um, she leaves in the end and you don't know what happens to her. She meets up with George Clooney coaching... A hockey team <laughs> as a former convict <laughs> i don't think he's a convict he's a lawyer he's just a lawyer maybe it's i think if i remember or something if i remember right i think it had something to do with like drunk driving but i could be oh, wrong okay yeah okay so yeah as you can see i was trying to build a pitch here but i wanted to run it by you and see how you liked it and that's where i'm at right now is george clooney coaching a hockey team falling in love with uh alicia vikander Spoilers, twist at the end, she's a robot. Another twist, Domino Gleason, the guy who got trapped in Exo Machina. I should have put a spoilers warning before that. He is George Clooney's nephew. So now it's a mystery of, oh, can I still be with this love of my life? Now that I know she's a robot, now that I know she trapped my nephew in a And can the hockey team still win? And can the hockey team still win? I think this wrote itself. I like, I think that's good. I think we just like, that's done though. I think you just wrote it. You know what I mean? I guess so. We can put a bookmark in it um, and come back and try and pitch another idea. And if that doesn't work, we can go back to this one and go a little more in depth with it. You know the movie that I'm most excited? I believe it comes out this year's uh, Ready Player One. Okay. Yes. Yeah, I've read the book. It's pretty good. And, good and you actually texted me earlier and said, think about sequels you'd want to make. And I actually thought, well, we could make Ready Player Two. <laughs> and it would just be the little brother playing Luigi the whole time. <laughs> Starring Casey Affleck and Liam Hemsworth. <laughs> <laughs> All little brothers. Fun. No, I like that. Where would we go with that, though? Uh, obviously, this would be spoilers for the book Ready Player One. Maybe. We'll see. We'll just put a spoilers warning up front, but... I mean, there's always a spoiler warning up front. 
What what would be the next big thing after the Oasis, this virtual reality system? Oh, you know what it is? What's that? Oasis 2. <laughs> well, <Hey> yes. <laughs> well, you could even toy with the idea of, you know, what happens if the Oasis went down? If mm. somehow, like, the servers or whatever was holding it together somehow got, you know, or... Like, what happens to their bodies? Like, are they paralyzed or does something happen? I like that concept. Because there's the kind of, like evil person in the book the uh iowi i can't remember exactly what it's called like the whole corporation the yeah, evil corporation, evil corporation. what yeah. if what if ECL they ECL for short what if they went and because they didn't win this easter egg so what if they went to the servers and tried to destroy them because if it's almost like a, well if we can't have it no one can yeah i mean the kid still gets all the money though right right oh i guess not he got the company I think the prize is the company. I think there was money as well, if I remember correctly. Yeah, but if the if the game is down, the company is not as valuable. So I think that's still a valid plot. So here's my question, and I think I have an idea of where I want to go with this. Because um, I think that the best part of Ready Player One was obviously the fact that they went into the game and they had all this nostalgia, all these pop cultural references that we know and love that they were able to interact with. And if we shut that down, then where's the excitement in the movie? My proposal, Oasis 2, is similar unto a 3D printer. And the, the evil corporation later accidentally screws with the system. And now everything is coming out of the Oasis into real life. Oh, okay. Yeah. So like it's that. sort of a reverse Jumanji. A reverse Jumanji. Jumanji 2, Jumanji coming at you. Ready Player Two. <laughs> Colin, Ready Player Two. Um, have you guys seen Jumanji? I haven't, but I know you guys are talking about it on your Star Wars episode. Yeah. Uh, have you seen it, Houston? I'm literally going tonight to see Jumanji. Okay, cool. I enjoyed it. Yeah. More than I, I thought I would. Yeah. The one thing, oh, maybe I shouldn't spoil this. Mm, it's not really a spoiler. They never explain why now it's a video game. Because it's Jumanji. It does whatever it wants. What if Oasis 2 is a board game? Oh my gosh, like a reverse Jumanji. <laughs> it's a board game that... <laughs> but I like the 3D printer angle, right? It's a board game that in the middle, once you win, you get to pick what is 3D printed into real life. All right. That might be stretching it a little bit. It also far. kind of feels Santa Claus. I like that image. Like the Santa Claus 2 or 3 mm. with the toys. Kind of feels like that a little bit. I, I stopped watching Tim Allen's The Santa Claus after the first one. So you're going to have to explain this a there's an evil Santa who makes evil toys who are t who take over the North Pole. I think. Cool. He's in it now. <laughs> He's Wait, the, the evil Santa Claus. The evil Santa Claus. Plastic Tim Allen. The Krampus. <laughs> he is is three D printed, and he is the evil corporation leader. I don't know where I'm wait, going wait, with this. Wait, is he three D printed or is he the corporation? I think we have whoever plays the head of the corporation in the first one, which I don't know who that is. Uh, we'll play it. He'll he'll just continue on in the second. It's now Tom Hanks. Oh, do we get, we don't get much evil Tom Hanks, no, do we? No, we don't. I want to see it. Okay, cool. It's done. He works with Steven Spielberg. Spielberg no, yeah. And he's returning to direct the second one because Ready Player One, the first one, is going to be a huge success. You're I welcome, I actually Steven. don't think it's going to be, unfortunately. I, I hope it's really good. It, I think it'll it, be fun. It has the potential to be amazing. Yeah. And that's what I really hope. I think it'll be really fun. It's close to. Um, so let's hash out the details with this. Actually... I before we get too crazy with this, not that it hasn't already gotten pretty crazy. It's pretty crazy. <laughs> I want to turn to our studio executive and uh, find out from him 
what some of his demands for this movie would be. So I only I only came with two, and the first one was that it has to be a heist. Like okay. A heist movie. <laughs> I already am seeing this in my head. And then my other one, we already talked about it a little bit, was uh, you have to cast George Clooney because it's a heist movie. I like it. You are the first studio executive that has actually pointed us in a helpful direction pre-movie pitch. So good job, Travis. I you're gonna get you're gonna be asked to return. You solidified that. Yes. Good job. Yay. <laughs> okay, so Ready Player Two, the heist starring George Clooney. I mean with possible Krampus in it. Yes. Okay, no, here it is. I love the idea of like the all the servers going down because this evil corporation is taking it down, right? The kid from one, I don't remember his name. Uh, Parzival is his username, I think. So I'll yeah, just Wade call him Watts. That. Wade Watts, Wade Parzival. Because it sounds like a superhero's name. It does. Um, he's now the head of this, the good corporation, right? The With Artemis. Artemis is the girl, right? Yes. Okay. So evil corporation leader Tom Hanks says, hey, well, if they don't, you know, if we didn't get that, the cool good corporation like we wanted... We're gonna shut them down, right? We're gonna DDoS them or whatever, whatever they do. We're gonna run them out of business with our own Oasis product, Oasis Two. Well, maybe they can't call it that. They spell Oasis differently. All right, it's O hyphen Aces. Okay, perfect. It's Oasis Two, and it, it's literally an O and then the Ace card, <laughs> and then a two. All right, works for me. And then a two card, uh, and then they print. <laughs> They 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 are 3D printing a bunch of stuff, and there's like a war, but then Parzival Wade Watts says no, we need to send someone to infiltrate the other place and shut down their whole operation so they can stop shutting down our operation. So I think a this counter heist. I think this is where we pull together the Ocean's Eleven team, so to say. Yeah. So. I, I think he's grown up, so I think we can recast him from Ty Sheridan. I that's parts of all. Oh, so yeah. So we're we're jumping forward in time. I I would prefer ten years maybe because I want to have that Ocean's Eleven vibe where it is like the All Stars of today. So we don't have to do eleven. Let's do let's say seven. Okay. All Stars of today. Let's just go. Let's do six. Round robin, starting with Brian. First star that comes to mind for you. Shoot, it was Sean Penn. Okay, Sean Penn. <laughs> um, I'll go Chris Pratt. That is literally the oh, first one that came one. to my mind. Um, no, we're doing seven. The first one is George Clooney, who is actually playing Parsifal. Oh, okay. I was thinking of Parsifal just like hiring. Uh, that's better. <laughs> Ty Sheridan, you've digivolved into Tom uh, to George Clooney. Congratulations. And Tom Hanks is still the bad guy. So my wife and I actually have a really favorite British actor, and we literally call him our favorite British actor, and we don't know his name. But you've already said it today, and I still can't remember it. What is it in? It's the oh, it's the guy from Ex Machina, the main Dom character. Donald Gleason. Yes, Donald oh, okay. Gleason's in this. So we got George Clooney, Sean Penn, Chris Pratt, Donald Gleason, Brian, um, Leslie Odom Jr. Leslie Odom Jr. Um, I'm going. Jennifer Aniston. Why not? She's in this. Yeah. And then do I get one more? Yeah. Morgan Freeman. Morgan. <laughs> nice. Is he is he not in one of the Ocean's Elevens? I don't think so. He he's, he's not fit. He has his own heist movie with Michael Caine and one other mm, character. He does. <laughs> that Arkham. old people one. Yeah. 
Um, can we so can we write this down real quick? Yeah, so let's I can go keep ahead. Referencing it. Okay, so we've got Chris Pratt. I think we might have a problem with our cast though, because I know two of the main characters are females. So I got Jennifer Aniston. She can be so she, Artemis. She's Artemis. Um, I'll switch out Chris Pratt with Alicia Vikander of Ex Machina fame. What is that name? Alicia Vikander, or Lara Croft is her new name. Got it. Got it. I have six here. Is that right? Six plus George Clooney. Okay, I'm missing one. Then we have Tom Hanks on there, or was that for something? He was, he's the bad. He's the bad guy. Uh, Morgan Freeman. Morgan Sh- Freeman. I didn't yes, get. Morgan Freeman. Remember when Morgan Freeman guest starred on our show? That was really good. That was really good. He Maybe... sounded just like himself. So George Clooney is obviously uh, Parsifal, and Jennifer Aniston is Artemis. And then I don't remember any of the side characters, but the rest of our cast is going to cover that. Who's the other character you're referencing? trying to remember her which oh h oh h right yeah so that's, so that's alicia, alicia vikander we got all sorts of spoilers for this um are we gonna do all the all of their is any of this gonna be in the game is the next question well i think the game comes to them because they crash so, the server okay so their avatars will not be involved anymore no they i that was a big theme of the first book is embracing who you are and accepting yourself yeah. So I think that would deflate everything yeah. if they went back and tried to hid what they look like now. Yeah, I think it'd be more terrifying for them to actually have to do it in person. Yeah, I mean, this is not their specialty either. Oh, man, that's cool. Ocean's Eleven's all about these specialists. What if these are all people who are not that good at heist stuff? <laughs> like, they're they're like hackers and they're good at that kind of thing, but the whole system's down and they like they cannot get through that. I think there is a big Rocky montage scene somewhere in this movie yes. where they're printing out weapons. They're printing out like <laughs> Kung Fu trainers to teach them what to do. I like that idea. And by the end, they are specialists, though they do have their quirks and their fallacies. I mean, I mean how much training do they get? I mean, this seems I feel like a fairly urgent thing. I think, I think the lives of people in the game needs to be on the line. I think they also somehow find a way to hack the system so that they, in real life, can level up, so to say, at the oh, rate okay. of a video game player. So it can be done. Maybe some injectable type things. Yeah. Some some nano, nano, you know, nano, what are they called? Nanobots? Nanobots from Big Hero 6. Those are in here now. I was actually thinking that's of, actually something they can print out. That would actually fit pretty well. I was thinking nanobots from the They Might Be Giants album, Nanobots. Everything but is always is about They Might Be Giants with you. Honestly, yeah. So Tom Hanks escapes from prison. He crashes the system with his O Aces 2, but it freaks everything out. It's coming into the real world. Fortunately, the heroes have a a board game looking device that prints whatever they need from the Oasis at some sort of like there's got to be a limit on it. We can't just have unlimited funding for whatever they want to bring into the world or obviously they could just well i mean i think there's a size limit right they can't like print a dinosaur but they could print yoda for example yeah i think that i think that'll be our standard like yoda or smaller okay i like that and it has and it somehow this technology makes it so they can maintain um like their whatever their personality would be in the game right whatever their programming is yeah so if they print yoda he's actually gonna be yoda he he's gonna be their he's gonna be their kung fu trainer. Little did you know, Yoda in the swamp all those years was actually a ninja master. B- 
beyond just being a Jedi master. Because Splinter. Because Splinter. It just feels like Splinter now. <laughs> I, th- <laughs> I like this idea of Yoda and Splinter coming out and trying to teach them, and they have conflicting views. That scene will definitely be in the trailer. Just like Iron Giant was very heavily featured in the Ready Player One trailer, which I don't remember him being in the book at all. I think it's... Uh, it's basically like, what IP can we get? Like, it makes sense for anything uh-huh. to be in this. So yeah. let's just do it. Um, that's a that's a big thing. How are individual properties going to move the plot forward? So besides just like cameos everywhere, what can we include? I like the format of the first movie where there are the three Easter eggs that they're going for and they have to complete them. So there is kind of this task. Um and so it is a heist movie. They're training to become ninjas so that they can sneak into whatever this building is. It's going to be some IP that we have yet to decide. But they're going to sneak into it, and then they have to complete three objectives in order to reverse everything that's going on. Or what if that's how Parzival thinks about it? He's like, okay, this is just like last time. We got to like get in. We got to solve their puzzles. But it's really like the real puzzle is knowing... How do we track the guards? How do we talk to the... You know what I mean? And it, and it's not like various stages that you have to complete because life is not a video game and you can't treat it that way. That's what they're learning. That's the theme of this movie. And we'll have life as a highway on the credits <laughs> for some reason. I feel like I'm boxing Travis out here. No, you're <laughs> keeping good. I'm just from the making microphone. sure I'm not breathing on the microphone. <laughs> I keep like leaning over and just like nudging him over. My armrest is your armrest. Oh, that's cute. And true. Uh, how are you feeling about this? I think it's great, yeah. And I, I like the fact that we can um, bring in pretty much anything we want because that's what they did in the first mo- or you know book and movie. It is, looks like they're doing, yeah. yeah. What are three things that you would like to see in this movie? Sky's the um, limit. I, you know what I think that really needs to be in there is one of those rooms that they have to get through where there's like the lasers and they have to do like the acrobat, like yeah, gymnastic okay. <laughs> things to get through. Morgan Freeman. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's also in the trailer. <laughs> this is I a like good trailer. <laughs> I do kind of feel like there is going to be a feeling of, man, the trailer for Ready Player One was better than the movie. I'm just so worried about it not being good. Also, we do need Casey Affleck and Liam Hemsworth to make an appearance in this at some point. Because we did mention Cause that. Because the yeah, they are works. the player twos. Maybe they direct it. Maybe they direct it. The two of them. Sorry, Steven Spielberg. <laughs> you don't get to direct the sequel to your movie. Maybe, maybe that's what it's going to be. Is the first one's not going to be as good as the trailer? Yeah, and they're yeah. like, we need to get some real two. directors. We need in to get here. some player twos in here. I, I think here's what happens: the real life Ready Player Two comes out. It's a huge disgrace, and people hate it so much that they have another one of those Star Wars boycott groups that comes out and has everyone petition for it to not be canon anymore, and that goes through. So here we are, the Silver Screen Redemption, who everyone looks over sometimes. We come in to save the day with Ready Player 2, the Silver Screen Redemption version. Starring, the true version. The true version, starring George Clooney, Tom Hanks, and all those other names we mentioned. Directed by two real-life Ready Player 2's, Casey Affleck and Liam Hemsworth. Okay, I figured out why Morgan Freeman is the one doing the lasers. <laughs> I figured it out. Okay, this is kind of Jumanji-esque. In the games, like th- these are all former players, right? They've all played the game. Right. And they're going to play to the strength of their character because they spent so much time doing that. So Morgan Freeman played a character who was young and hip and like good at dexterity, maybe. 
Uh, and so he's like, I know how to do this. Maybe my body isn't like great at it because I'm an old man, but like I can do this. Like I know how to do it. Like my, my reflexes, I can trust them. It's a little bit Jumanji. And, like and they that. still gained something from the game, right? Yeah. The game was still valuable to them, but it was just a video game. I want to go through and decide what everyone's real skills are in this movie. Obviously, George Clooney, he's the leader with Jennifer Aniston because they both had good leadership qualities. They led the revolution that took place in the book. Alicia Vikander is H, who's the hacker, does all the technology stuff. Morgan Freeman is our Chinese guy from Ocean's Eleven, the trapeze artist. Yes. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> what is Sean Penn good at? Should, wait, did Sean Penn make the list? <laughs> Sean Penn I made the him. list. I said him, but I didn't write him down. <laughs> Sean Penn, I think... I think he's maybe our Don Cheadle. He's the demolitions expert. Okay, yeah. That works for me. Do we say that Chris Pat, Pratt is on that list? We traded him for Alicia Vikander. Oh, okay. Yes. Will you read the list one more time? Yeah, it's Leslie Odom Jr., George Clooney, Domhnall Gleeson, Jennifer Aniston, Alicia Vikander, Morgan Freeman, and Sean Penn. And Domhnall Gleeson is the money man. That he works. just throws money out and hope things happens. I think there should be someone that just knows lots of languages mm, Okay, that can talk to anybody and kind of um, also do accents or something like that would be really cool. I think that's Arnold Schwarzenegger. I think they hire him. Because <laughs> we know he's very good at doing different accents. He's great at it. That would be the best part is they like honestly think that and then throughout the whole movie he just has the same <laughs> accent and everyone's like, you're doing great. I've got this. No one falls for it. Are we going to kick someone off the team for Arnold Schwarzenegger? I just think he's a wild card that they bring in halfway through. Okay, he, he's sure. that spot in the in the trailer where it's like, we need bigger guns. We need some help. I think I know a guy. And then some door falls down, and behind that door is a giant brick wall. And then the brick wall explodes, <laughs> and smoke fizzles out. And once the folk the the fog, I say folk is behind yeah. the brick wall. <laughs> once the fog dissipates. Outsteps Arnold Schwarzenegger in his Predator uniform. Right yeah, you could you could do that, or you could, you could he could be someone that was inside of the corporation that they've just like met along the way and convinced. Oh, okay, Ooh. that's a good way to do it. I like that. He's Tom Hanks number two. Yeah, pretty much. I think yeah, that, I, I like think that. that whole scene is in the trailer, but it's not in the movie. <laughs> with the guns or asking with, for with the, the brick guns. wall. The reshoots um... changed everything. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And we're planning it right now. <laughs> There are scheduled reshoots. We're just going to take them into consideration. I like that. That's really good. I, I also like the, the idea of Arnold Schwarzenegger playing like a minion character. Yeah. Not like a minion. Not like a not like a despicable me minion. Maybe he is wearing a minion <laughs> on his shirt. And he's wearing overalls. And that's his secret behind all this. He's really into minions. <laughs> and when they use that's the a 3D fun printer, cultural reference, just like Ready Player One. <laughs> when he uses the 3D printer, that's what he brings out. He loves his minions. <laughs> I am Arnold. I like the minions. <laughs> or the whole time he's trying to get one of those printed, but he keeps getting trumped, and no one will let him print his minions, and he's just frustrated <laughs> the entire time. He's always just like looking over. His and that's why he eventually tr- turns. They don't judge yeah. him. Yeah, it's a pa- minion. Parcival's like him. that's that's number one when we get back home. <laughs> We're gonna print you a minion. George Clooney unbuttons his shirt. He actually has a <laughs> minion shirt underneath as well. <laughs> This is going to be a cute ending. I can already tell. I like the tone we've got with this. This is great. Because <laughs> there is there is sort of a message of acceptance, right? Of yourself and others uh, in the first one that we can sort of continue over into the second. 
I my question though, going back to something talked about earlier, what are they trying to infiltrate? I think it would be cool to have some giant set piece where the heist happens. That would be really good. That is from uh, some IP, you're saying. Yeah. But has been printed into the real world. Like Bowser's Castle, for example. Okay. One of the many versions of that. Um, Maybe Darth Vader's Castle from Rogue One. Or Isengard. Or I... Oh! Isengard's pretty you cool. You hit my sweet spot. That's pretty cool. A heist in... in the, is it called the Tower of Isengard? Uh-huh. I like that. Anytime Lord of the Rings is part of a movie, it's in. I don't care whether it works or not. It's in. Like Sauron being in Lego Batman. This is just like that. Just like that. Uh, Yeah. That's it. I like that. So so this Tom Hanks evil corporation dude has printed himself a Tower of Isengard. Yeah, apparently his printer's a little bigger than Yoda. <laughs> I, I think he's just been printing bricks, maybe, you know. <laughs> Oh, like Legos? On and them? has just built them. It's what a Lego, it's a Lego Isengard. Isengard. <laughs> yeah. But it, but they have the programming of the of the Tower of Isengard in the Oasis somehow. I like this image of either going up the tower to try and infiltrate it or coming from the tower down and maybe to an underground tower to try and infiltrate the base. Maybe I underground like is the Batcave. Maybe underground is the Batcave. Because that's kind of the feeling of all of this. Like, and the let's match up these random crap. Has secret tunnels to both the Shire and Mordor, <laughs> and they're going to visit both of those. Because Tom Hanks is a huge nerd. Because Tom Hanks is the biggest nerd. <laughs> okay, cool. Yeah, I like that a lot. That's pretty good. Yeah, are we gonna name him? Are we gonna give him a name? I guess he has a name in the first one. I think it's someone new. I don't think it's the first guy. It's a, it's his associate. Well, his it's his friend. little brother. Yeah, he could be assistant to the bad guy. <laughs> well, now he's the bad guy. Right. Yeah. What what's a Lord of the Rings name that could be slightly altered into a realistic everyday name? First thing that came to mind was Legolas into like Logan or something, but <laughs> my first was Jim Lee. Jim Lee. <laughs> Jim Lee. Jim Lee. Hey, that works. Jim Lee. Tom Hanks playing Jim Lee. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> it's like Bruce Lee's I don't know, like cousin or something. Yeah. Jim Lee. Jim Lee. He, he does have a Bruce Lee guarding the door. <laughs> just cause yeah cause he can print Bruce Lee um, I do think they have a bigger printer I think that that's that's good to make our guys the underdogs and I think the good guys to distract Bruce Lee print off a small Jackie Chan to go fight him they obviously know little Jackie is gonna lose but it's a distraction to get past Bruce Lee can they bring this printer with them I, I think that's their advantage is because yeah, it is yeah. smaller they can pack it up like a board game and bring it along cool is it in a Jumanji box is it in a Jumanji box? I think it should be. I think that should be like a distraction so no one will open it yeah. because they're afraid of what will happen. Because <laughs> everyone knows the rules of Jumanji. Exactly. What if that's how they save the day? The servers are super well protected and they can't figure out how to get past it. So they just roll the dice and just keep rolling and seeing what comes out of the 3D printer. And eventually it's just a stampede of rhinos and elephants and lions and crocodiles and everything that Jumanji has to offer. And they take it to the servers because somehow they're not animal resistant. I don't know if that works logically. I mean, but... I mean, just getting a, the concept of getting a small thing into the protected area to unleash something very powerful. I, I think that's a good concept and a stampede works fine for me. So, so at the end you're like, Oh shoot. That's why it was a Jumanji box. Also. I do think at some point 
Tom Hanks does put on a uh, hockey garb. To reference, <laughs> oh. just just to reference this podcast. That just literally to... took me a second. I was like, yeah. hockey pads. I was like, because he's Batman, <laughs> who's not wearing hockey pads. <laughs> took me a minute. Um, because I still like that the Ex Machina two movie. I was trying to think of ways we could incorporate that, but nothing's come to me. So maybe that's a small short at the beginning of this movie. It's like the one right in front of Coco that's like forever long. Oh my <laughs> The Olaf yeah. movie. Yeah. That is removed, but, by the way. Did they? If anyone's hesitating to see Coco because of that, it is gone. Did they ever say why they removed it just because people were complaining? Yeah, or? everyone hated it. Yeah. That makes sense. It was I've like n- never seen people so united about something. And it was bad. Like I went into it like I, I knew something about like, oh yeah, people are talking about this really long short before Coco. Um, but the people I was with had no idea, and everyone was just like, what the crap is this? <laughs> like, if it were really good, I might be okay with it, but it's just... Well, it didn't even need to be that good. It just needed to be half as long. Yeah. Well, I mean, if it were really good, I think I'd be fine with a 22-minute thing. It's a TV episode, but it just wasn't good. I wonder how this affects Frozen 2 going forward. Oh, I know. I wonder if this is actually like a scene from Frozen 2 or a subplot in Frozen 2. I hope not. Wait, are you saying Ready Player Two might be a subplot in Frozen Two? <laughs> yes. <laughs> sure. Why like, not? <laughs> we'll we'll make our movie, and then when Frozen Two comes out, there'll be just like a TV in the background playing our movie, Ready Player Two. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and maybe the maybe the uh, sauna guy is uh, watching it. Probably in his little hut. The, yeah, the moose. The moose is watching it. The moose. Oh, the reindeer. The reindeer, that thing. Yeah, okay. I was like, I don't remember on The moose. Scandinavian moose. Yeah. Cool. Um, is there anything else we need to... There is to one thing I need to say about Jim Lee. I, I like, as like an aesthetic choice, I need him to have like a really nice suit, right? Uh-huh. But it's a suit that when he's alone, he can like transform it into something like really, really into nerdy. wizard's garb. Yeah, like a wizard robe, maybe. I was thinking of like ripoff pants because <laughs> he's a big Magic Mike fan. Yeah. <laughs> I think he rips off his suit. Surprise! He's not Tom Hanks. He's Channing Tatum. <laughs> Channing Tatum's in this movie now, <laughs> playing Tom Hanks, playing Jim Lee. Okay. What's <laughs> no, I think I, mean, I think we stick with Tom Hanks. Does this have a subtitle? Ready Player Two, or is it just Ready Player Two? We sometimes we we don't need to complicate it. Ready Player Two, Too Fast, Too Furious, or Ready Player Two, Ocean's Oasis. Ocean's Oasis. <laughs> Oasis Eleven. Oasis Seven Eleven. Because <laughs> Logan Lucky. Ready Player Two. Year of Luigi. <laughs> Luigi yes, has to I be in it, right? That, yeah. Can Luigi be with him the whole time? I think Ready Player Luigi. I think Perfect. they tried to 3D print Mario to help him because they realized, oh, we need to, we need his fireball skills, we need his raccoon tail flying skills. And Luigi... I don't know why they need him, but Luigi comes out because Tom Hanks already recruited Mario. Oh, can you not print more of one of the same thing? That's an interesting rule that we should maybe think about. I think that's an interesting uh, limit. I think that make it interesting, but yeah. when I'm thinking about what the Oasis is, is anyone could pretty much code anything, so yeah, maybe yeah. there would be more than one. Maybe it has to exist in the Oasis, though. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So there may be more, but 
you can't make more than there are in the Oasis. I'm big into this, you know, follow the rules thing in making <laughs> weird sci-fi movies. Um, Ready Player Two, no subtitle. Ready Player Two, that's it. I like it. Simple. It leaves a mystery as to what it's really about. Yeah. I feel like we overuse subtitles too much sometimes. Yeah. I mean, we didn't on the last one, but that's because we also, like, that wasn't really a sequel to anything. No. It was a crossover. Yeah. For the graphic for the poster, we should have, you know, the title, and then behind the title is just Luigi, like, do this little jump move. Nice. <laughs> like, I, a t- like a 2D Luigi? or a... Yeah, exactly. Like a okay. pixel. Okay. One. I think the movie... It, this is going to be produced by Universal, I guess. So the unit, the the Earth is rolling over. You hear the da 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 da. da. Oh yeah, I went early. And then the Universal comes over, and then out of the U jumps Luigi, pixel version. He runs across the screen, keeps running, keeps running, and then he jumps up, hits one of those question mark blocks that keeps giving him coins, and out of the coins, instead of coins, pops out the title the letters for the title all right i like that yeah there was a very long description that wasn't as fulfilling as i hoped but that's what we're doing it looked i could picture it in my mind the listeners i'm sure are still just picturing it just just really soaking it in real wowed just in a trance just thinking about it how'd they think of that luigi (laughs) bumping letters out of a question mark block to spell out the name of the movie which is ready player two luigi's ready I think that's our tagline. Luigi's ready. Are that's, you? That's the, that's the ta- or maybe the tagline is Year of Luigi. I loved that Nintendo did Year of Luigi because they literally don't do that any other year. <laughs> like a couple years ago, they're like, this is Year of Luigi. In the 40 years that Nintendo's been around, <laughs> one year, they give it to the number two guy. Yeah. Every other year. Nope, it's Mario's. Like <laughs> yeah, that. every other year is just the Year of Mario. Um, Cool. Let's wrap it up. Um. Uh, do you want to tell us where they can, the people, they, them, whoever's listening, where they can find us? Yes, we are on Facebook at the Silver Screen Redemption. Uh, Silver Screen is all one word as always. Um, if you have ideas for movies you want us to do or studio demands of things that we can implement into our movies, uh, you can send those to the Silver Screen Redemption at gmail.com. Um, I also want to make a quick plug real quick. Uh, Travis and I actually have a new podcast coming out soon. Um, by the time this comes out, it won't be out. Yeah, we won't be anywhere close to actually releasing anything, (laughs) but you can think about it. Yeah, we're just giving like a a trailer, if you will. Do you want to explain a little bit about what the podcast is going to be about, Travis? So we don't actually have an official title for it, but I really, really want to. No, it's it's Truth, Truth, Goose. That's what we're voting for. And if it's not that... Then the other 50% of the people on the podcast whine too much about it. So that's the only reason it's not going to be true. It's a good case. name. Yeah. So I'll just do it real quick. So there's going to be four of us. One of us is going to be a judge. And then the other three are going to bring something every week that has a um, like a topic. The, our first episode is going to be true crime stories. Most interesting true crime stories. Yeah. And two of those three people are going to have a true crime story. And then the third person is just going to make it completely up. Just lying straight through their teeth. A fake crime yeah. story. If they have to. Yes, if they have to. <laughs> and then the judge, the whole point of the judge is to figure out who is lying and try to point that out. And then there's some different penalties that are going to come along with if you're right or wrong and what's going on with the liar. Wait, if you're the liar, are you the goose? Yes. Okay. I uh-huh. get it. 
hence it's truth truth goose or duck duck liar but truth truth goose just sounds better yeah okay well cool i can't wait to listen to it yeah um so yeah it's travis and i and it's also friends of the show and former studio executives jake and joseph young both fired were both fired they found this gig fortunately we it will be out a couple weeks later after you will be hearing this probably wait they're both fired does that mean i'm getting fired right now no, you, you stayed. You passed yeah, the audition. Yeah, I think you passed the test. Oh, okay, good. Because you bent to our wills and let us do whatever we wanted. <laughs> the writers have the real power <laughs> in Hollywood. Everyone should know that. Because uh, remember when there was a strike and it ruined Lost? Uh-huh. <laughs> um, with that, we're probably going to go ahead and wrap up. I'm Houston Bodley. I'm Brian Perry. I'm Travis Kingery. And... Weather. Yeah, what? you say things. I always forget what happens here. It's yeah, me too. Pause. I can never like. It's like some complex math to remember who has to say their name first, so that I <laughs> say the thing at the end. And anyway, what... oh, I forgot to mention <laughs> <laughs> the whole code names thing at the beginning. Yeah, that was a lie. That was a setup for the Truth Truth Goose podcast that we're coming out. <laughs> I was lying. I was the goose. Now you know. We actually uh, did take second. We did take second in the Central Provo 2018 Code Names Championship. But I won't say how many people, how many teams were in the tournament. It was more than two. We'll tell you that. <laughs> we didn't get last place. All right, uh, whether or not they need redemption, we'll be there. Any similarities to actual persons, living or dead, is purely coincidental.